0: In LA, it wasn't just the freeways. It was just like every time I would talk to you, the level of rage you had. I'm like, she's going to have a heart attack at the age of 30. She is going to just implode load and it was a question of whether or not you were going to do it on your own or if you were going to take down like a couple city blocks with you like there'd just be <laughs> this explosion and this crater sized hole near LAX because you had just gone insane and exploded so i mean i wouldn't say i'm in my happy place but <laughs> i'm
1: trying and that's the point
0: um well Welcome, listeners. You're in our happy place podcast. Uh, (laughs) The accuracy of that name will vary from week to week, which is fine. Um, We're going to start today with our rant and rave. Our topic today is going out in public during this pandemic. So, Liz, I'm going to start with you first because I know you have really strong feelings on this, but tell me about what it's been like going out in public during the pandemic. All the homicidal feelings
1: that I normally feel, which would be about, I'd say I'm always at like a 20, 25% homicidal rate. Uh-huh. Um, that was in LA. And when you, you know, put me on the freeway, obviously it shot right up to 60 but i mean i just have to
0: say i have been with you driving on the freeway your homicidal rage is like 150 it's like nuclear reactor red level rage if someone cuts you off in traffic i'm like afraid for my life okay. their life the health of the planet no, no, no. the thing that irritates me
1: is when like a luxury vehicle cuts me off without signaling and they're just, you know, you can just hear the dialogue in your head because that's very normal. And you just hear them being like, ha ha, you're not rich like me, so I can do whatever the fuck I want, you peasant. That's exactly what they are saying. And that makes me angry. I feel like now that I live in North Carolina and it's not as, as incredibly... Over impacted as LA, and that I can escape into the forest literally in six minutes if I really want to. Uh, I feel like my level of anger and rage at other people should be lowered, but it's not because we're still in a pandemic, and I see people not wearing masks in stores, and for some reason the stores still let them in, even though it says clearly you have to wear a mask. It just, then the, the, the dialogue comes in my head. Like, I don't need to wear a mask. I don't give a fuck about you and your life, or this is all bullshit. And then I'm just like, well, do you really deserve to live? Because I see you looking at that blouse there and I could easily just strangle you with it because I'm six feet fucking tall motherfucker. And I'll come up behind
0: you and I will strangle you with that blouse. if You don't put on a fucking mask. They should hire you the store should hire you to be the mask enforcers at this point.
1: Yeah, but it's always personal, that's the thing. I'm not like it couldn't I couldn't be like a professional hit person or a professional um, you know, enforcer because it's always personal to me. So I see someone not wearing a mask and I think about my loved ones and I think about the risk that, you know, just being around them and then I just get enraged like they're like they're waving a gun in my face, and then they're also waving it at like my friends and family. That's how
0: it feels. So you like you see the COVID virus like coming out of their mouth, like yes, like, towards Ye- you, babe.
1: Yeah, it feels like they're carrying around a weapon, and I'm like, is anyone going to do anything about this? Is anyone?
0: Should I? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you where have you been going? Like have you just been limiting your uh your time out of the house? Like tell me about that. Well, I stay in the house a lot. And by house
1: I mean apartment, but it's a nice Mm -hmm. apartment. And then I go on hikes two to three times a week. Um where because it's not LA, like I've I've gone hikes for like an hour, hour and a half, and I see one other person. And that is like the most beautiful thing. I can't even tell you what beauty. I mean, there's a little bit of fear every once in a while. Like, am I even on the trail anymore? Is this a trail? Where am I? I mostly just go out hiking. And I also am creating a closet anti-anxiety chamber. No joke. (laughs) I am actually creating an anti-anxiety chamber to hopefully help me manage my anxiety, because even before quarantine, um, and COVID and everything, I actually was kind of a germaphobe. And I felt really, but not only that, I also am an introvert. And I felt really anxious being around a lot of people. I felt really anxious being in crowds or going to stores, if there were a lot of people on on bad days, some days I was okay. And if I was with a friend, or in a group, I was completely fine. But if I was by myself, I could feel kind of anxious just being around a lot of people. So this is now, now that like the threat is real instead of in my imagination. (laughs) Now that it's like, oh yeah, you don't want to be doing that none. It's all the more like, oh, see, see, I knew, I knew it was always a bad idea to be around lots of people. I knew it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. So now I just... I'm creating my anti-anxiety chamber and I've been doing a lot of research about weighted blankets because they're supposed to make feel like a hug I think yes and I have not been sleeping well for a long time and I have also restless leg syndrome sometimes when I try to sleep and this is supposed to help and I do like the feeling of like a compression kind of feeling on my body that does seem Mm. to calm my anxiety and uh I'm gonna treat myself to a weighted blanket when I can afford it
0: that you know what that must be hereditary because I also have restless leg syndrome and Mm. I take and so does dad yeah so does dad so I mean that's how I knew what it was because I'm like oh that's the thing dad has because I didn't have it when I was younger it was like once I turned I don't know maybe 33 it started really bothering me. Like in the evening, if I were sitting down, my legs would just be twitching and Alan just thought I was a restless sleeper. He's just like, you're just kicking me on the side of the bed. <laughs> and, um, and you're like, so I have a disorder. I, I take uh, glucose. I just take like a couple pills of glucose before I go to bed at night. And it's pretty much solved the problem. Glucose. I think it's glucose that I'm taking. Glucosamine, glucose, like sugar? No, 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 no. What is it? It's upstairs. You're talking about glucosamine
1: counter. chondroitin. Is that sure? Well, probably. Oh, probably like a Google search. <laughs> magnesium is supposed to help. Maybe it's magnesium that I'm taking. Maybe you're just taking something and you don't I'm know. Just taking a in your pill. head, <laughs> in your head, you're all like, "I'm taking straight up." math. (laughs) and I didn't realize
0: what to take for restless legs at night. I think it's glucosamine. Yeah, Yeah. it's glucosamine. I'm taking glucosamine, which is not the same as glucose. No, it's not. No. Like anyways, I take like two of those at night before I go to sleep and it's pretty much fixed the problem.
1: Oh, glucosamine. Okay. I should try that then. I mean, it's not super, super bad, but it's weird. It seems to actually get worse if I do exercise or hiking or walking. Um, actually, well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just in my head and I feel it more because my legs are more sore. Not sure.
0: I don't know. I felt like I was telling Chris, who was our nutrition coach that, uh, it was getting worse when I was exercising too. I'm like, I think it's exercising. I need to stop exercising. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> How did that go? <laughs> um, she told me to take salts and have more electrolytes, and that I think that helped a little bit. But the problem wasn't just a regular person like having muscle issues. It was my restless leg syndrome so i started taking the glucostamine and that pretty much solved the problem right there
1: that's great and if for whatever reason you need more i heard the weighted blanket is supposed to really help with that there's also yeah. a weighted blanket that's supposed to keep you cool so you can have it in hot environments because i realized obviously you live in costa rica and you probably yeah. it has like cooling you have to get the special one it has like cooling beads so you can you Specifically, you can have this blanket on
0: you, even if it's hot. But it regulates your body temperature. I'm so Look down into
1: it. Look into it and don't get some off-brand
0: shitty one because it'll probably <laughs> fall apart during the middle of the night and then you'll have beads everywhere. Oh, no. Okay. Well, that uh, that is good to know. <laughs> so I am just the opposite of you as far as this pandemic goes, like I very much support being safe. I very much support staying home and quarantining, especially in areas where uh, the virus is spiking, but really anywhere because you want to prevent the virus from spiking. Um, So when we first, what I love about Costa Rica is as of the last time I checked, uh, we've only had seven deaths from COVID altogether. I think we've had over a thousand cases, but everyone here has, so everyone has uh, state funded insurance. So everyone can see a doctor, but also like the minute that one person tested positive for COVID-19, the whole country just shut down. It wasn't a question. There was no debate. It was just like, oh, this person has COVID-19. Everyone else go home, lock your doors. And by the way, we have people selling masks on the street. So when you do need to go out, you can just get a mask. And we actually enforce the wearing masks in stores policies. They will not let you into the store unless you have a mask on. So what is it? So are you
1: saying that there aren't like a a segment of people who are like, this is a hoax because science is a hoax. Are you saying (laughs) that, 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 you don't have that in, in, in the country that you're at? Like, I don't, I don't understand. What about, what about people's personal freedom? The personal freedom to be a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so how do I put this? Um, we are in a really nice, one of the oldest fishing villages in Costa Rica. It's a place in Guanacosta, which is one of the regions on the um, Pacific Northwest of the country. And like this region, it's half expats and it's half locals, Ticos, Costa Ricans. And um, I mean, if there are any problems, I have not noticed them. And all I know is that whenever I go to the grocery store, if I leave my mask at home accidentally, or I forget, they won't let me in the store. I don't know if there have been any people causing problems or like demanding to go into the store without the mask, but I know that I haven't seen it personally. And I know there are like people who sell masks out in front of the store. So... Um, people seem to be pretty well complying here and and as a result, we've had like in the region that I'm at, there haven't been any cases at all, so people are just being very cautious and preventing the spread um rather than like letting it get to be a big problem and then having to deal with it. We've just been working to prevent it but so it almost it almost seems like like they don't like.
1: They don't like question that science is a thing. Well, well, that's confusing because I thought you could choose to believe science or not.
0: I don't know. And, you know, we've been here for a year and I very much feel like an expat. And I don't know a lot about Costa Rican culture except what I observe. So, like, I can't speak to what everyone else here is thinking All I know is like, I, you know, I obey the rules Um, and for my own safety. In fact, like, so when the pandemic first came out, like it was very frustrating for me because as you know, I am an extrovert and the idea of not leaving the house uh, for however long, like it really worried me. Alan, my husband sat me down and he's like, what can we do to prevent you from going crazy? Because I can always- its gonna be like a shining, a shining
1: situation up in here. Like for introverts, it was like a day of celebration when we when we didn't know it was gonna be months and, months and months and months and months long. It was like, oh my god, no one can make us go out of the house. Like, oh happy day! Like it was the best day ever until you know. Then it just never ended. But for extroverts, it must have been like. Oh work and a play, in a Tricia, doll boy.
0: Yeah. Or well girl. Alan was really Alan was really afraid. He was just like, I can I can Alan should
1: be hit. afraid. Alan lives yeah. with you. He's, he's gonna the gonna one stuck in the house with me. He's gonna be the fucking one that's uh, that's a uh, Shelly wait, Shelly Duval's character. Yeah no Shelly Long's a different person. Shelly Duval. Yes, I already said that and then you corrected oh, sorry. me. Sorry. <laughs> She's going to, he's going to be the Shelly. God damn it. Hold on. Okay. Now it's my best friend wishing me a happy birthday. Those assholes. <laughs> so Alan's going to be the the Shelly Duval, where you're just like chasing him up the stairs while he's <laughs> swinging an ax, trying to get you away.
0: Yep. So Alan should be scared. He's so he smart. Was. Well, here's the thing. I think if we were still living in Los Angeles in our one bedroom Apartment, um, and we both work from home, and occasionally there would be like construction in the courtyard and the sound of hammering and sawing just, just driving us nuts all day while we tried to do work on the computer. Yeah, I think there would have been a fair amount of homicide in that apartment complex. I mean, but... I'm not sure,
1: oh, and I want to also point out for anyone who doesn't know, we used to both live in LA. Yes. And then Tricia moved to Costa Rica before the quarantine and everything, uh, like a year ago. When did it you was move? was just about a year ago. A was year ago. Number? And I moved to North Carolina because I don't, I didn't want to be in the LA period. And then once jobs started going remote, I was able to, um, so yeah, speak to that, even though I know, you know, your neighbors currently can also be loud but it's not like it's not, the
0: it's same not like thing. everyone
1: being loud at the same time plus like lots of smog
0: and yeah no. So your place happened? was kind of noisy in LA it was so yeah I was like really worried at first that like it was just going to drive me insane being in one place being inside being indoors but the thing is because we're not In LA and we're not in a one-bedroom apartment. uh, Now that we're in Costa Rica, for like a third of what we were paying for a one-bedroom apartment in LA, we are now renting a three-bedroom house with three bathrooms, a huge kitchen, an adequate-sized living room, and a balcony, and we have access to a swimming pool, and we are literally walking distance from the beach. Like a half an hour walk, but it is walking distance from the beach. So like being home and stuck at home when you have a yard and a pool and three bedrooms and a balcony and you can walk to the beach, it's actually not all that bad being stuck inside. It was okay. I was surprisingly okay because if I got cabin fever being in one room, I would just go to another room or I would go outside or I would be on the hammock. I'd go on the balcony or I would go for a walk because there's plenty of open space where you can just walk around without coming into contact with other people. So I was feeling not nearly as bad as if I were stuck in an apartment.
1: I want to compare your experience to the life of uh, celebrities in LA because (laughs) celebrities were getting called out because they would go on social media and and just be in their mansion and just feel like you guys just need to stay indoors. just like hang out in your ballroom. Like it's not a big deal. (laughs) And it's like everyone in LA is like in this disgusting, cramped, tiny apartment, except for some people who are very privileged. Um, you know, like my old place where right next to LAX here are planes, even with double pane windows, sometimes the plane noise would just shake like the windows and a one-bedroom apartment and just with no air conditioning and just be like, well, just stay inside. And it's like,
0: (laughs) fuck you. It wasn't so bad. And for a while, I was actually really, really reluctant to leave the house, do anything except going grocery shopping. And I went grocery shopping like every day. I would go to the store and I would be like, hmm, we only have like a tablespoon of butter left. I really need to get more butter. No, I'm going to use that tablespoon first so that I can come back tomorrow and have an excuse to come back to the store tomorrow and get more butter. Uh, like, that's what I did. I was just like, "What? I'm only buying what I need today. So tomorrow I have an excuse to come back and get whatever else I need to get because I just How needed- European pizza. of you. Yes.
1: It's I mean, very European. It's- it's also probably many other cultures. Sorry.
0: Actually, when town first started opening up, I was really paranoid. Like I was just very afraid that if I went out at all, I was going to get something or spread something to somebody else. And also like because of the social distancing, when town finally did open up, are you trying to eat your cat's face while I'm talking?
1: <laughs> She's so delicious. She's a delicious kitty. Yeah. Yummy, yummy Good, yeah, yeah,
0: good, real good. Don't. Oh. You we're trying to put the entire cat's face in your mouth.
1: I mean, she should have thought about that
0: before. She was so cute. Yes. <laughs> uh. So, when the town first started opening up, I would drive through, and because of the social distancing and everything, it was like it was actually just very eerie. It was actually like creepy to be back in town because you'd have all these restaurants that had just one lone customer at the table drinking a beer, and it was very silent. And this is a town that's really uh, attractive to tourists, so usually it's like lots of people out. I I mean, one of the really cool things about Costa Rica is all of our restaurants are open air restaurants. Like people come here and they're rarely indoors. If they're indoors, it's for the air conditioning, but like every restaurant still has an outdoor patio uh, that people can eat on and like look at the ocean and enjoy the sound of the parrots and the monkeys. So it's like it's been pretty well set up for social distancing and for open air, Um, open air dining. But it was still creepy going around and like just seeing like all these restaurants that had one or two people at a table and it made it feel like a ghost town. So it was like going out was actually weirder and creepier um, than, you know, than staying inside. So I actually learned To enjoy being at home. And what I find is like it's a self fulfilling prophecy. It's just like, you know, the more you stay at home for me, because I'm an extrovert, it's like I get a lot of my energy from being outside and getting stimuli from other people. So if I'm home, I don't have the energy. It's like, you know, it's like uh, an electric powered car that has been unplugged. So I'm like, I know I want to go out. But I don't have the energy to put on clothes, so I'm just going to stay here. And the more I stay in, the harder it is to actually leave. Um, So that's been challenging, but But it's like it it literally is transforming you. If I could
1: transform all of America to become introverts, kind of like in France,
0: you know, I'd be into that. It's I not like making me, but that's the thing. It's not making me an introvert. It's just making me like dead inside. Agoraphobic? Kind, like, yeah, it's being it's like scary kind of agoraphobic. Out. Yeah, um, I guess So that. I've, yeah, it's, it's been like basically just making me agoraphobic. And it's not like I'm indoors and adjusting and having a good time. It's like I'm indoors just going, I have no energy. And I'm just going to lie here waiting until someone rescues me. Well, um, and Does it, does hmm. Zoom do anything for you? Does like, like meeting
1: with people face to face as we are, uh, even though I know you can't suck my energy, you know, <laughs> as extroverts like to do and just be like, no, I'm full and I have your energy. Just kidding. That's an energy vampire
0: thing, but you're not. Um, that's how it feels to be an introvert. Like when we hang out, does it feel like I'm just sucking the energy? No, out of the there world?
1: actually is. Okay, there actually are. What I experience is energy vampires. Now, energy vampires like do suck like the the energy from people, and so. And I know it sounds cray cray, but I don't give a fuck. This is what <laughs> this is what I've experienced. Also. Think about it. Everyone just think, um, think about a moment when you've been around someone in your life and you leave them and consistently, like, like almost anytime you're around them, then consistently when you leave them, you, you felt fine before and then you left them or they left you and you just feel drained. Like I need to go rest because that person was so exhausting And think about it. There are energy vampires. I mean, I could name a bunch right now, but I won't. But you're not an energy vampire. Well, you're you're not not an energy energy vampire. You can Uh just be exhausting because you're like, let's do this. No, no, wait, I'm bored. This, this. So kind of more like exhausted, like you're with a child who's very (laughs) hyped up on sugar and at an amusement park.
0: You know what? I think the most accurate thing that you have ever said about me is when we were playing cards against humanity and you got that one card that's like, you got a card and you said, Tricia, this describes you. And the card was uh, a monster made entirely of penises that must always self-stimulate in order to stay alive. (laughs) Oh my God, that is you. It's so true. I, you don't know, remember that? I totally remember. I think yeah. I pulled that card out and I like pasted it somewhere on my desk. I'm on like, your
1: vision board, you're all yes. like this. I must <laughs> like,
0: always be an erect penis monster. I'm an erect penis
1: monster, Can you I imagine just constantly how different, I <laughs> how different that monster looks when it's flaccid. Yeah, that's
0: well, it dies
1: because if it's not, I mean, wait, this is like. Penis monster really, I feel like describes a lot of performing artists. Just like <laughs> if someone's not fluffing that shit, it's just like a flaccid penis monster that it's like dragging itself sadly along the floor until like someone is stimulating it. With yeah, pretty much attention. Aww, I'm That's more like feel. I'm the opposite of a penis monster. Like, leave me alone, and I bloom. I'm a, I'm a your flower. I'm a flower monster. I'm that kind of okay. Have you ever heard? Have you ever seen those um, those weird? What are they called? I think they're just called sensitive plants or something. Where if you like touch the plant, it kind of is like no, and it just shrink. <laughs> it's like it just like shrinks back from your finger. Um, I saw that one day when I was at a nursery. And it, I think it's like sensitive plant or something. And you just like touch it. And it's like, stop. and I am that plant. It's like, well, it depends. Cause I do love to be touched by people. I want to touch me. Uh-huh. Um, I find a lot of comfort in physical affection, like hugs and holding hands and cuddling. But I don't even know,
0: whatever. I'm the like, not- anemone. <laughs> like a sea anemone an enemy an enemy a sea yeah. enemy
1: no but it's not an enemy of the sea because it loves the sea. a sea an enemy an enemy well yeah basically it's like hey what's up and then you try to touch and it's like you know about yourself <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's kind Wait, of you a, have to say that louder so the bike picks it up <laughs>
1: it's just hanging out and it's just like, I'm a sea anemone and I'm like just like a weird looking creature that also kind of looks like an anus, but like, it's not. (laughs) And then you like touch it probably like an anus and it's
0: like, stop, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, let me ask you about energy vampires again. So are those people who are really loud and, and, give off a lot of energy or those people who are just like really boring and so they suck your energy oh no i think
1: i mean i'm not an expert in energy vampires i did not write the book on Mm -hmm. energy vampire twilight vampire stuff i i always at least the energy vampires i have experienced in my life who have sucked me dry have always been incredibly loud boisterous obnoxious people okay I get it like they're, 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 they're taking your energy off. to kind yeah. of just balloon up and then just like rain down on everyone else it's really quite gross and I don't know if I don't think of
0: energy vampires necessarily know that they're energy, that they're energy vampires vapor. so are you watching the show in the shadows There's a TV show uh, called In the Shadows, and it's about these vampires who live amongst us today. It's a comedy, but one of the vampires. uh I'm not
1: into comedic vampires. I like them sexually, and I want them to be sexy. Not energy vampires. Fuck them. But, uh, well, I want them to be, like, sexy. So not, like, funny
0: ha-ha. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, these are funny ha-ha vampires. I'm not sure I would say any of them are sexy, though everyone's got their own different thing. Um, But one of them is an energy vampire. And, like, the other vampires ignore him because he's a drain on their energy. But, like, he's this guy who talks in a real monotone voice. And he'll just go into a room and talk to the people until they're like falling asleep from listening to his monotone voice. And then, and then like the other vampires will come in and be all like, ah, you, now we can't eat them because they're like totally drained. And he's just like, (laughs) like concept. I feel charged.
1: I like the concept, but I think that's very um, inaccurate. Because I feel like energy vampires are just like the boisterous, loud people. And I feel like what they're showing to be an energy vampire is actually that type of person that brings down a party that like walks into a room and it's like a normal party and everyone's just having fun. And they're just like, I just found out that the puppy I was trying to save died and just thinks that it's like, they just come into a room and they're just like, the dubiest of downers the dubbiest of downers (laughs) and (laughs) i feel like that's because energy vampires aren't that because i feel like energy vampires like suck your energy and they use it Mm. the Debbie downers like come into a room and they're at a certain level of eorness and (laughs) they're just like everyone needs to be at my level which is they're already a flaccid dick. Like, they're walking, they're like a flaccid dick monster. And they're not interested in getting erect. They're just like, someone, like, joined my my sad little flaccid wiener party. And they just, like, crawl, they just, like, use one dick to gently, like, pull themselves into the room. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, day of, the, remember that weird sci-fi movie, Day of the Triff triffids which was like a plant monster yes it was like that where it's like the one tendrils just like pull dragging its body into the room (laughs) and coming after people
0: and you're just like why can't people outrun a fucking plant but okay oh my god see for me it's just the opposite like when i am around other people who are very energetic it's like one of those perpetual motion machines like they pull back and you you know what I'm talking about, like those beads that hang down and you pull one yes. and it knocks the rest of the beads and it knocks the other one out. And it just like back and forth when I'm with other people who are very energetic, I feel that way. Like they say something interesting. Now I'm interested. So I say something interesting. Then they say something interesting. Then I say something interesting. It's just this back and forth, back and forth. And so, like, afterwards, like, after a really great stimulating conversation, it's like, I need to go for a run because I have so much energy I need to burn off. And then, like, I'll run and run or swim or do some kind of exercise until I'm tired and I've burned off that energy or used up that energy. And then I can go home and and I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit and watch TV or take a nap. So, like, for me, living in LA was awesome. And I found that if I, like, stayed in the house, and tried to get some work done in peace and quiet because I just also really like being in my pajamas and I didn't want to get out of my pajamas and I'd like stay in indoors and work in the house in the quiet just so I could stay in my pajamas. And then after like an hour or two, I just get sad and tired and go, what is the point of living? But if I went immediately to some coffee shop, there'd be people and stimuli and stimulation not just the coffee it's like I'm just gonna hear other people's voices people will come in off the street then of course it being LA like there were always interesting things I remember one woman I was one day I was like sitting there like trying to type and getting stuck in my writing and like some guy came in and like picked up a bench picked up a chair a stool and like threw it another guy I'm like yeah that is gonna keep me awake
1: wait what
0: No, this happened in Culver City. Like, someone was having a bad day, probably not mentally all there in the first place. And he, like, yelled at someone else for taking a spot in line or something. And the guy, like, just picked up a a stool and threw it at another guy. And, you know, the barista had to throw him out and call the police. And, like... Oh, my God. Where was this
1: at? um, It was in Culver City. It was downtown Culver City. Oh, downtown Culver City! Downtown Culver City. Are you sure that man wasn't me? Because downtown (laughs) Culver City used to always piss me the fuck off. You could never find anywhere to park, and it was so pretentious. It was like, oh my
0: god, what is with all the pretentious bars? I'm also like not trying to make fun of people who have (laughs) mental. Handicaps or have um, you know challenges like that is really yeah. sad too. I mean, I'm was, I was definitely feeling sad watching that as well. But it's also like sometimes people you know, have. Well, and that's the thing about being an extrovert is like you. I I actually I get a reputation for going into a room and like talking too much, but the fact is like I don't really have that much going on myself I would like to go out and see what else is going on in the world and I like to record it and then when I see it I'm like I gotta process this I gotta go tell someone else about this thing that happened which is why I am a writer and a writing teacher because it's like if something interesting happens I immediately want to go talk about it and tell people about it and process my feelings about it and so I need to have like some stimuli in order to even function myself otherwise I'm just like lying in the hammock and then all I want to do after that is lie in the hammock and I'm either like happy going "Mm, hammock I'm just gonna lie here or I'm depressed because I'm like there is no energy in the world and I like that's what happens to me when I'm stuck at home
1: well I mean that sounds that does sound You know, that does sound challenging. My, I recommend uh, creating a wonderful fantasy life in your own head uh, as Anne of Green Gables would attest to that, that, that can keep you very entertained. I think I'm very Anne of Green Gables because I really am more of an ambivert. Like I've done Uh a lot of very extroverted things. But, and gotten actually enjoyment and energy, depending on what it is from extroverted activities. But, you know, as a writer, you can create this wonderful, you can just have a lot of make-believe friends. Just don't (laughs) want to teeter over to like the delusional
0: side (laughs) of life. Well, that's the other thing where I feel very lucky because I am living, first of all, I am living with Alan, who is my husband. So I have someone to talk to when I need to. But also we have like Zoom and we have the internet and I can stay connected in a thousand other ways without leaving the house. So that has definitely been my saving grace, but there's still there still is nothing compared to actually leaving. So let me ask as far as like going out and being out in the world, like when when our town finally opened up for for real and we are opened up for real. Like masks are still required to go to the grocery store. Masks are still required if you're going into an indoor setting, but all the restaurants are open and um most of the restaurants are open anyways and the buses are running and uh aside from wearing masks it's kind of back to normal here like by the time that happened I was so insane from being indoors alone for so long that I like I it's not that I don't care Uh, And I'm not being cautious. I still, like, we have eight different masks. I have one in my purse. I have one um, in my computer bag. I have one in my pocket all the time. Like, I just carry masks with me all the time. And I have a bunch of soap in the house. And I wash my hands on a regular basis. But otherwise, I was like, I don't care. I don't care anymore about staying safe I, I mean well I, I mean know. you
1: do care because you I do care but it was just like you wash
0: your hands <laughs> but by the time that the town opened up again and I was able to go out I was just like I I have to be out I have to be whatever the risks are i am going to take them i'm going to take precautions but i don't care if i just if if i walk out into town and there's like a herd of children with their tongues sticking out just licking every surface that they see i am still going into town because i have to leave the house in order to survive well and i think that is very
1: fair because as long as you're taking the precautions and not going to like a party or something i think that you you're leveraging like is it more important that I don't get exposed that I absolutely shut down and make sure there's almost no way I could get exposed to COVID or is it important that I don't actually completely lose myself and my mental well-being to the point when the quarantine is over I'm just gonna have to be on maybe up my meds and uh <laughs> have to have more therapy, which I you know I mean fuck I I don't like I'm on meds, you know, you're on meds. I'm just gonna say it. We're on meds. Yeah. Um <clears throat> although rather mild for anxiety. Uh it's just for you, you really it's it would be much more of a travesty to not Take those risks. Yeah. For me, it really doesn't matter as long as I can just be in the forest amongst animals. <laughs> I'm fine. And I'm with my people, the fairies and the gnomes.
0: Yeah. Also, I find it funny because you told me this before, but like the place you most go to, the place that you go to when you leave the house is like, what is it? The home decor store? <laughs> home goods. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, I need to
1: leave the house so I can go find something for the house. I mean, I am trying to create my number one goal almost always is to create my sanctuary so I can feel safe and secure so that I can do good things in this world. Because if I don't feel safe and secure. To the best of my ability, obviously, I can't control most things. But to the best of my ability, if I don't feel that way, then I'm not going to be able to do good in this world because I'm just in a constant state of uh, <clears throat> rage, anxiety. Anxiety, ra- rage fueled by anxiety. Next time yeah. someone gets upset with me with about my rage, I'm like, this is my anxiety talking. Fuck you! <laughs> 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 and I'm not just like that is how my rage manifest. I'm sorry. That is how my anxiety manifests through rage. Uh, but you know what? I don't have any assault charges. (laughs) I do not. I just want to say that no offense to anyone who does sometimes I get it, but I just want to say I have never like physically attacked a person due to rage.
0: Um, no, all of yours is in your head. Like you were telling me that you, when you see people not wearing masks, you just flip them off behind their back. Well, yeah, because I'm a Virgo and I'm not, I'm not
1: comfortable with confrontation that much unless I get very, unless I, if I get really enraged, I've, I've been known to have confrontations, but uh, yeah, i mostly just passive aggressively flip people off behind their back. Because that, at least, that kind of helps. It helps alleviate some of the pressure inside. But then I always feel bad after I do it because I'm always. Then the 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 empathetic part of me is just like, what if they're just trying to live their life and doing the best they can, as Brittany, Brittany Brown would say. And I'm like, yeah, but they went down the wrong aisle at Home Goods, and the arrow is clearly pointing this way, and they can go fuck off. <laughs> But they're probably just trying to do the best they can. But at the same time, fucking look at
0: the arrows, idiot. So it sounds like we're getting into our recommendation section. So we rant, we rave. Now we recommend. So Liz, tell me what something that's like helping you during this time with (laughs) uh, being at home or leaving the house, I guess something that's helping me leave the house,
1: I guess would be yeah. the appropriate thing. Uh, oh, well, it's actually, it's been helping me before quarantine because I used to get, God, I just sound like a fucking mess. I used to get anxiety attacks, just going to the grocery store in LA. Um, not so much here, but sometimes the grocery store would just be so packed and it would just, Oh, and this was before quarantine. Um so what's really been helping me leave the house has been uh, listening to podcasts or audiobooks. I use, I'm really <laughs> like, I use AirPods, which uh, Andrew got me for Christmas, I think last, last year. I've been using them like devoutly because they are, it's just so nice not to have wires and you can have other headphones that are not fancy,
0: expensive AirPods. Yeah, Alan uh, just got hair and it's yeah, like, like revolutionized his life.
1: It does like I wear my I mean, I hope I'm not doing any horrible damage to my eardrums, being a singer and all, but uh but I wear my AirPods like I wear them around like it, as soon as I wake up in the morning, they're in. And I wear them whenever I go out. And uh the cat wants in. Hold on. Oh, that's creepy. Well, I didn't make noises when I tried to eat Roga's face. I just put my her face in my mouth. That's not that's not, not weird. Kidding. That's normal. Oh, you little tabby kitty cat. Oh, he's so cute. Hi, tabby kitty cat. Okay. So, as I was saying, what helps me get out of the house is like. I'll just use my AirPods and put on a podcast and pretend I'm alone, but I'm outside in, in months, and I'm like I'm at Target. <clears throat> I pretty much only go to Home Goods and Target, and you know, grocery store. Having headphones and using um, using like an Audible stimuli that
0: calms you know down
1: calms you down. My anxiety is definitely soothed when I can listen to something when I'm in a store and it makes me feel kind of safe. Like I'm inside my own head, my own space and you want to listen to
0: feel good or is it, does it have to be a podcast?
1: (laughs) No, I definitely (laughs) ever since I discovered podcasts, I it's interesting. I don't really listen to music anymore. And I used to listen before I got into podcasts. I used to listen to music all the time, like not all the time, but every single day, and now I just listen to audio audiobooks and podcasts, but I do find that when I listen to music, it's actually extra soothing and e- extra. It's really good at, at helping me deal with my emotions. So I need to actually really make time to be like, I'm just going to listen to music and feel my emotions instead of getting into such a audible place. The, I you know what an audible place. place. <laughs> Your cat is on the stove. just know. Oh, yeah. And licking the
0: stove. Well, that's quite not smart.
1: Why is yeah. he licking
0: the stove? Because he probably spilled something on the stove. And now he's licking it up. So, like, this is our maid. Our cats <laughs> function as a vacuum cleaner. I don't need a vacuum cleaner. I have a cat. I have four cats. Uh, so... <laughs>
1: No I also whatsoever. wait I also
0: want to know about this chamber this closet chamber that you created. Well, basically
1: uh, I do I mean now that I live in North Carolina and the the apartments are bigger, I do have like a walk-in closet. Um it's not giant, it's not like a giant walk-in closet, but you can actually walk in and so I've utilized some of that space and I put down this like futon cushion thing that I got at target like floor futon futon thing and a bunch of pillows that are all like silky and like faux fur and whatnot and I'm gonna buy a foam cushion to put underneath it so that I can make it more cushiony and I'm gonna get the weighted blanket and now I can just lay down in my closet and I could turn off all the lights if I want and I'm gonna try to make it into like an anti-anxiety chamber almost like you know, you think uh, the um sense, sense deprivation tanks kind of
0: yeah, sensory deprivation tanks. Sensory
1: deprivation tanks, but I'm still probably gonna like listen to my podcasts in there.
0: Yeah, like do you go in there to like just be totally quiet or do you go in there and like listen to Mozart and something soothing?
1: No.
0: I'm not gonna listen to
1: fucking Mozart if I wanna listen to
0: something soothing. Mozart oh. might have issues. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Who do you recommend listening to to soothe your nerves? Well, definitely
1: not Mozart. Uh, To soothe the nerves, I would say Debussy is very good. Uh, I mean, French impressionistic. You really... Or expressionistic, whatever, you know, one of them French people who's like, Ooh, I think the melody is going to go here. Oh, wait, no, it's actually going to go here. Instead of like Mozart is like, da, 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 da. Mozart is very uh,
0: mathematical. And that doesn't soothe you?
1: No, because it's so... It doesn't just flow along. It's very, I don't know. As an opera singer, I have some issues with Mozart, personally. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say DVC, Um, I like Rachmaninoff, if I'm feeling really emotional. So, Tricia, uh, what helps you go out during this time? I mean, it's more like what makes you stay
0: in. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. So my turn. What I found actually really helpful for me as an extrovert dealing with this pandemic, I mean, if I need to go out and like take some time off and get out of the house, um, I just take a day to pretend that I'm a photographer. And I take my phone, which is also my camera, and I drive around town just looking for interesting things that I can take photos of that don't necessarily put me in um, like a business or put me in, in, you know, indoors. So I'll just like drive around and I'll see like an interesting lizard that I've never seen before. Or, uh, there's, I mean, here in Costa Rica, there's butterflies everywhere and birds everywhere. So I'll just like stop in a place and get out my camera and take photos or take videos of things. And so like that gives me enough outward stimuli to keep me awake and alive. And then having my camera makes me feel like I'm actually doing something. So instead of like just driving around, wasting time and energy, I'm like, no, I'm taking photos. I'm uh, documenting this experience. I'm gathering inspiration that I'm going to use later in my creativity. So that has actually been really super helpful. And it's Costa Rica. I'm very lucky because there's a lot of stimuli here, even if there aren't people around, even if I'm avoiding people, like there's monkeys and there's parrots and there's iguana and it was raining recently. So all the rivers are full. So you get the beautiful sounds of the rivers. And so it's really cool. And um, I've found that to be like a good way to get out of the house in a way that's still safe and socially distant.
1: Good, that sounds really wonderful. Yay. Okay, well, cool. I think we're right. done. Uh, thank you for listening. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye.